Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Thank you very much for being in the worship service today. And I want to share with you a word from the Lord. And now I'm going to ask you to turn your Bibles with me to the book of John. John chapter 6. And by the way, uh, we usually say St. John. Do you know why we say St. John? I'm going to tell you why. And probably after I told you, you may not want to say St. John again. The Pope visited the United States of America. And one of the first things that he did was to canonize uh, someone posthumously. Meaning that after he has died for many years, the Pope canonized him. And that means that he is now a saint. That is the exact thing that the Pope did for Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's why you say Saint John. So the next time when you say Saint John, ask yourself the question, does the Pope have the authority to make anyone a saint? Can he do that? And uh, let me just quickly explain to you that he, he can't. Uh, a saint is not someone that a committee meets and decide on. A saint is any individual who accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So if you say St. John, you can also say St. Norman. Am I clear? Right. Because John was a saint because he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And I can say saint for any one of you. Okay, saints? Saints of God? Amen. Very good. Saints of God. So you understand now? Beautiful. Beautiful. So now let's go to the book of John, which is the fourth gospel. And we go to verse 48. It says, I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Came down from where, church? From heaven. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Now, I am going to invite you at this time to bow your heads as we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. Thank you for Jesus Christ, your Son, who has died to save us from our sins. I ask you now, O God, that as we open your words, you will open our hearts. 
And as we open our hearts, we pray that you will fill our minds with your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to talk today about the best bread. There is a bread machine that is a genius. You put all the ingredients in and you close it up and you put it and the time in and you go to bed and you sleep soundly. In the morning, your bread is baked and the aroma fills the house with fresh baked bread. All you have to do is to take it out and slice it and you have good fresh bread in the morning. Do you know of that machine? Beautiful. Now, the bread that I'm going to talk to you about today is not that kind of bread. It is the best bread. Now, Jesus says here in John chapter 6 and verse 48, he says, I am that bread of life. If you read through the book of John, you will notice that it contains all of the I am statements of Jesus. They include I am the light of the world, John 8 and verse 12, John 9 and verse 5. I am the door of the sheep, John 10, 7 and 9. I am the good shepherd, John 10, 11 and 14. I am the, I am the son of God, John 10, 36. I am the resurrection and the life, John 11, 25. I am the way, the truth, and the life, John 14 and verse 6. Then it says, I am the true vine, John 15, 1 to 5. But in John 6, 48, well, John 6 in 35, in 41 and 51, and also in 48, it says, I am the bread of life which come down from heaven. Now, the John is not the originator of this I am statement. If you go to Exodus chapter 3 and verse 14, you will notice that God called Moses to go to Pharaoh to say to him, let my people go. Moses was afraid and in great fear, he turned to God and said, you don't know what you're asking. I just run away from Egypt. 
and you are sending me back. As a matter of fact, it was after 40 years. And then Moses decided that he was going to go. So he said, all right, this is the deal. I'm going to go. But when Moses asked me, rather when Pharaoh asked me who sent me, what should I say? What was God's response to Moses? He says, I am. Let him know that I am. That I am has sent you. Now this is very significant because uh, this I am passage or the, comes from the verb to be. I am comes from the verb to be. And the verb to be is a permanent verb. Permanent verb. When you conjugate this verb, it doesn't change in its form. So I am. So what God was actually saying to, to Moses, go and tell Pharaoh that the one who does not change, the one who is from everlasting to everlasting, the one who is from the beginning, he is the one that sends you. So here it is that Jesus comes to earth. And in his teaching, he employs this same permanent verb, to be. And he says, I am the bread of life. Now here Jesus uses some contrast. He contrasts life with death. For he says that your father ate manna in the wilderness. And by the way, the word manna in the Hebrew means what is it? For when it was falling, they never knew what it was. And so they just asked what it is. But Moses gave them to eat. And it, what Jesus is here is implying that that manna, that came down from heaven was not able to give eternal life. It sustains life, but it does not give life. It prolongs life, but life does not originate in the bread that we eat. Now here Jesus uses a metaphor because he is not bread. But he says, I am the bread. In other words, he is saying that I am that food that you eat. Now the word bread here symbolizes any form of food. That's why when the Bible says that if you do not work, you should not eat bread. It means that you shouldn't eat food. There's also another thing that is special about bread is that bread is a common food. This, the, the, the bread that, that the papa eats is the same bread that the, the royalties eat. So bread is bread. From whatever it is made, it is bread. 
So what Christ is saying here is that I am come to give you myself who is common to all people. I am the bread of life. Now the word life here, the word life here as is used in the Bible comes from two words. Number one, the first word for life is the word bios. What did I say? Bios. From which you get the word biology. The second word for life is the word zoe. From which you get the word zoology. So those of you who have studied science in school, you have studied biology, and biology means two life, plant life and animal life. Bios, that's why it says bi means two. Bicycle, two wheels. Biannual, two years. So biology, two life, plant life and animal life. But uh, they, they are different in meaning. So which one of the words Jesus uses when he says that I am the bread of life? He uses the word zoe, the zoe life. In the Bible, the bios life is the life that everybody has, that substance that keeps you moving. And every creature has the bios life. Without it, you are dead. So that is common life that we all share across the animal spectrum and human being. We share this life. But here we notice that Jesus uses the zoe life. The zoe life is contrast with the bias life. Once you sin, you die, and if you don't repent, that's it. When you are buried, you raise for resurrection, Jesus comes, you go to hell, and you perish forever. Now this life that Jesus uses is the life that means everlasting life. That is what John uses in John 3.16, the same word for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what church? Everlasting life. So this life is not transitory life. This life is everlasting life. It endures forever. But you can only get it the second time from Jesus Christ. So he says here, that your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness. If that manna was potent enough, your fathers would still be alive. But they are dead. The life that I am going to give you, although you die the first death, the second death will have no power over you. And so to sustain this life, we come here, we read the word of God, we pray, we forgive, 
or one another who have trespassed against us. And we ask God to forgive us. We prepare our hearts. We prepare our lives. We humble ourselves before him. We confess our sins to him. And let him know that we have wronged him. And we want to be on good terms with him. That is where this life comes in. So he says, I am the bread of life. So what Jesus is saying here is that I am not cake for special occasion. And when you have special occasion like anniversary and wedding and birthday, you get special cake. Am I right? And you will make sure that they put a white thing on it that you call icing. Am I right? And then you pretty it up because it's a special occasion. Am I right? But when you are going to put bread on your table, if you don't bake it, you just go down to Walmart and buy it. Or you go to Publix and buy it. Or you go to Winn-Dixie and buy it. You don't even look at it and turn it over and say this one is a special one. You just take any bread. Am I right? That's right. Yes. So here is it that God is saying through Jesus Christ that I am the I am come for the common people. And that which I give is for the common people. It is not anything that you can acquire and you can get because I give my life freely for the whole world. And so today, I want you to understand that Jesus Christ is the light in a dark place. Jesus Christ is the gate that secures us. And he is the shepherd that guides us. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. And in every one of these statements that Jesus has made, he is saying to all of us, that I want you to be saved in my kingdom. And so this statement, I am the bread of life, is an interesting portrait of Jesus. Since bread is a substance known and is used across every society and every people and every country wherever you go people eat bread and by the way the next time you go to buy bread don't buy any white bread huh what you say you're going to buy it again The brown bread does not mean that it is Jesus and the white bread is not. That's not what it means. For your health, don't eat any more white bread. White bread, when you eat it and it goes in your system, it mixes with the water in your system 
and it becomes a pace. When I was growing up as a little boy, I spent some time with my grandmother. And my grandmother was living in a board, a board house. And I watched my, my grandmother as she mixed pace to pace. My, my grandmother would paste some pretty pictures in her room. She would paper it with those pictures that she tore from the magazines. And she would mix the flower, the white flower, and use it as a paste to paste on those pictures on her, I was going to say her wall, but she never had wall. She had board. And as I grew, I discovered, and as I studied, I discovered how dangerous this flower is if you eat it by itself. Because what happens is that, and by the way, when you look at the white flower bag, you notice that it says enriched. What they do is that they wash it with, with bleach. They bleach it out and they take out the real substance out of it and put it in something else and sells it separately. And all you get, get is the dead paste that when you eat it, it turns into a substance in your body. And what it does is that it gives you a very hard time when you go to that special place. In other words, it becomes a bong. But when you eat the brown bread, especially the one that has a lot of fiber inside, then it helps your digestive system, the walls of your, of your digestive system, and it creates fiber inside. So when you go to that special place, you don't spend as long a time as when you go when you eat the white bread. That was not in the sermon. That was not in the sermon notes, but you know, that's how the Holy Spirit works. So he always tell you to tell the brethren some things that he didn't tell you before. But let's come back. Today, Jesus Christ says, I want to feed you. Now, I want you to notice here as I close something. Let's go back to the text. Let's go back to the text in, uh, in John chapter 6. And let's look at verse 52. It says, the Jews, well, when Jesus says in 51, he says, I am the living bread. It's not now bread, he says, but I'm the living bread. What that translation means is that I am the bread that has life in it. That gives you life. So I am the living bread which come down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread. He shall what? He shall live for how long? Forever. And the bread that I will give is my what? Is my flesh. Now this is where Jesus got himself in trouble. 
For he says that the bread that I will give you is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The world. Now let, look, let's go to the next verse and see what happened. Verse 52, what it says. The Jews therefore strove among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Does he think that we are cannibals? Now Jesus made some statements that angered the Jews. He made some statements that shocked the disciples. He made some statements that troubled the Pharisees and disturbed the Sadducees. But those of us here, my friend, who are Christians and accept Jesus Christ, Christ has made these same statements that have encouraged us and that have helped us in our walk with Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus Christ offers his flesh not for us to eat, but he offers it as sacrifice for us. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left the crimson stain. He washes white than snow. Today, as you come to the table, remember now that Jesus is your strength. He is your support. He is your life. Without him, you have no life, no substance. The going is impossible. And I want to say to you as I close, those of you who are having a wonderful time in the Lord and you are gaining the victory, remember that today's victory is no guarantee for tomorrow's triumph. You must always be going at it and take every day by itself. What you do today is not sufficient for tomorrow. Every day is a different day. It needs a fresh supplies of grace, a new supply of strength. Let us determine by God's grace that every day we're going to renew our conviction to Jesus Christ. And so as I close this morning, I invite you to join me today as we feast upon the symbols of the life of Jesus Christ. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.